0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back, Real Presence Radio listeners. My co-host, Amanda Ellercamp, is sitting here laughing at me. We just played rock, paper, scissors to see. (laughs) Who brings back in the show? Who brings back in the show? I'm kidding you. We're not. We're not quite to that point yet. We're not right? trying to avoid it. We no. just can't keep track of no. who's turn it is. Whose turn is it? Whose get turn a is flip it? card or something. We're back on Real Presence Radio. Welcome, listeners from South Dakota, Minnesota, Wyoming. Uh, North Dakota, of course, our, our North Dakota listener family, and then Wisconsin. We're 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 in a lot of places, trying to do a lot of good work. Hopefully, uh, God is. Uh, we know, we know that God is blessing God is good, the efforts yes, of Real Presence absolutely. Radio, and and evangelizing in that mm-hmm. way. We're going to welcome, in this last segment, we have this morning John Clark with the Knights of Columbus at Saint San and Joachim Church in Fargo. Uh, and we're also going to welcome Katie from Vitalent here in a little while. Um, but we're going to talk about a blood drive coming up at St. Anne and Jochum. John, welcome to Real Presence Radio Live this morning. How are you?
2: Doing great. Thank you so much for having me on and, and having uh, the opportunity to tell everybody about our blood drive.
1: You're welcome. It's yeah, a pleasure. It's great. Good to have you on. How's how's
3: the weather in Fargo this morning? I feel like North Dakotans in January, we have to talk about the weather.
2: <laughs> we do. Well, it's holding steady. It's yes. chilly, but we have an Alberta Clipper, for those of you that know what that is. It's yes. coming in. So, wind and three to five inches of snow, and then oh. incredible cold for the next few days. So, yeah. we're really looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, it's going to be great. It sounds like a great way to kick off the end of january right, right exactly.
2: Say goodbye. Uh, yeah
3: you guys are going to get more snow than we do, which is not unusual we us uh, sometimes get told that we live in the banana belt of north dakota here in southwest north Dakota. all We're i know Lieutenant is in dickinson, in
2: dickinson the golf course is open before anybody else so you
3: have to come this way you have to come this way indeed yes, to way. We indeed. yes. 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 Yeah. yeah so uh Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, uh, John? You're part of the Knights of Columbus, so in Fargo there, but about you or your family?
2: Sure, sure. Um, Well, you know, I've been a member of St. Santa's Joachim Church uh, for a good 20 years or more now. And um, my wife and I have two children. We live in West Fargo. And we're currently raising our uh, grandson, who is a blessing. It's so nice to be a parent again. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Um, We've been doing the blood drive now since 2015, so we've had it on for quite some time.
3: Yeah. So at St. Ann and Jochum, which is a a parish, for those listeners that don't know, in, in southern Fargo, uh, the south edge of Fargo, down by uh, Shanley High School. I'm familiar with that. I used to, we used to live in Fargo. I used to teach down yeah, at I Shanley, did. so I know right where St. San and Jochum is. Um, you're going to have a blood drive going on. So, John, you said this is not the first time that your council has done this. <laughs>
2: You know, you're right, and it's been so, um, so such a blessing because the, the parish, but not only the parish, but the community and the diocese really pitch in to make a success every year. And so we're trying to get the word out now. It's a little bit different this year in that we typically would have it on a Sunday from 7 till 1 o'clock so that when people come to Mass, you know, they can stop mm-hmm. by before or after and donate. Mm-hmm. This time it's just a little bit different um, just due to... Uh, you know, Vitalent, and um, you know, having the, the resources to be able to provide for us. So we're going to be doing that on Wednesday, from two thirty to seven. It's Wednesday, the fifteenth of February. So it's coming up pretty quick here.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, yeah, yes. that'll be here before we know in Just a couple of weeks. So yeah, Wednesday, February fifteenth, two thirty to seven p.m. at Saints Ann and Joachim in Fargo. And you mentioned Vitalent. Uh, for our listeners that don't know, that is. Um, that would be the organization, I guess, is what we could say, that uh, does the blood collecting. I think um, a lot of people now, they're very active in our area, more familiar with them. But uh, joining us on the line is, uh, with John is Katie from Vitalant. Good morning, Katie.
4: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
3: Yes, yeah, thanks for being with us. So could you maybe just for a minute tell our listeners a little bit about uh, your organization and your company uh, that you know, you're partnering with the Knights of Columbus, but you guys do this kind of all over the area.
4: Yes, I would be happy to. At Vitalant, we are the area's sole provider of blood and blood products to almost 70 hospitals in the tri-state area. We are also nationwide, uh, so the need goes beyond just the local need. Um, but we stand ready to provide the blood products that patients need and depend on when they're brought to the hospital. Mm. Um, there's such a wide array of different reasons that patients would be on the receiving end as well.
1: Mm. For sure. Uh, you know, Katie, I think, I mean, it seems like we're always hearing of that the, there's just such a need for, for blood and, and it's constant. It it never goes away. I've never mm-hmm. heard anybody say, oh no, the blood banks are full. I've never, never heard that. And what you just said about providing to 70 hospitals in, in, a, in a regional area, I mean, you need a lot of blood drives to fill that need. So so, Katie, if you can talk a little bit about, um, so John had alluded to the fact too, that this is a tradition at St. Ann and Joachim, mm-hmm. um, this d- depending on it, how, how um, where and maybe John you can speak to this a little bit too together with Katie where this got started and where you saw the need arise and how it's been received in the parish
2: I can give you just a brief history there was a a, a gentleman that was a night, um that was in our parish our council rather um some are just right at the very beginning. He worked for United Blood Service mm-hmm. um, before Vitalent, um, and so he was the one that kind of kicked it off. And then we had such a success that we uh, really saw um, an opportunity to do it on an annual basis about this time of the year.
4: Wow, that's awesome! Yes, it, Kay- and, Kay- and Kay- we go were. Ahead.
2: Go
4: ahead, I was sorry, I was just gonna say we were formerly known as United Blood Services, so we are the same people just with a different name doing the same same job here in our community and you know providing those life-saving blood products and it is truly the case that there's such an an array of different uh, needs for patients Um, you know a lot of times people just assume maybe it's an accident or a trauma situation that the need for blood may arise but um, when preemies are born uh, babies sometimes need blood just to survive Mm. it takes as little as Yeah, two teaspoons of blood to save a preemie baby's life. And most of us have, you know, someone in our family that's battling cancer or has, you know, beat that challenge. Um, And a lot of patients that are going through cancer treatment also depend on blood transfusions to survive their treatment as well. It's kind of a miracle medicine. We don't hear a whole lot about it, um, but it's truly one of the statements we've been using a lot lately just to communicate the shortage is that it's the blood on the shelf that saves a patient's life. So mm-hmm. if something happens to us today or to one of our loved ones or a um, family friend, a neighbor, if they're brought to the hospital today, it's that blood that's available right now that's going to save their life. And it, it, there is a process in place. It takes three to five days for each unit of blood to be tested and processed for it to be available to our hospitals. So if something happens today and we want to help a loved one or a friend, um, when that need of blood comes apparent, we have to truly uh, just depend on those who have donated in the past days and weeks for that to be there.
3: Mm. Yeah. That's a really interesting uh, fact to to phrase it that way for Mm -hmm. people to understand that there's a process, you know, for, for safety and transport and, and all those, um, sort of things. And so your company really, you know, as United Blood Service and now is, is Vitalant, um, working all the time to, to be preemptive, uh, in making sure that those shelves are filled is really, is really important.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And every unit of blood that's collected. So every blood donor who rolls up their sleeves, whether it be at a blood drive at a church, at a business, a school, a college, maybe a civic organization that's sponsoring. We partner with whoever we possibly can to bring that convenience to whichever facility is able to house the event, just because every unit of blood is that lifeline for that patient on the receiving end. And each, each treatment or each procedure takes different amounts of blood. Uh, We had a presentation once with a trauma doctor and he kind of painted the picture for us and the audience and he said, when I'm in a trauma surgery and I have a patient that comes into the hospital and that patient needs 10 units of blood of a specific blood type and I only have eight or nine units available, that Mm -hmm. is truly the difference between life and death for that patient. So, it is a constant need, as we, you know, you alluded to earlier, and it only can come from someone who's volunteering their time. Uh, the, the donors who donate with SciTalent are donating their blood to help save a patient in a local hospital. Um, donors do not get paid uh, to donate, and that's because these are transfusable products. So that means, that means that When we take it from one person and give it to another person, that those products cannot be paid for just because it needs to be a volunteer um, effort to help someone in need. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, uh, something I think of uh, in my mind is... is this a hard thing to do? You know, I I mean, are, are there, there's so many things that I think you'll, you'll hear people say, well, needles scare me. I could never, could never give blood. If you could speak to that a little bit, Katie, for those out there that are see the value, but just can't quite get through that fear factor of,
4: I don't know if I could actually do this. Yes. And we, we hear that a lot, especially when we're out live recruiting, asking people face to face, The one thing that I was told by a testimonial, and I'd love to share testimonials too later on, um, is that to think of the patient on the receiving end. um, One family in particular had a a six-week-old baby that had received blood transfusions, and she said, just think of those on the receiving end who are being poked numerous times throughout the day. The little needle poke that we um, receive when donating, honestly, the finger poke is the worst part when they check your iron anyway, and most of us have already had that done. So if we can get past that, (laughs) the rest is smooth sailing. So, yeah, I'd love to go into more detail about the donation process and how that works and just kind of calm some of those nerves for the audience as well.
3: Absolutely, yes. I think that would be be great. Um, Listeners, we are visiting with uh, John Clark of the Knights of Columbus of St. Santa Joachim in Fargo, as well, well as Katie from Vitalent. Uh about an upcoming blood drive at Saints Anna Jocum on February 15th from 2.30 to 7 p.m. You can uh, learn more and sign up at www.vitalant.org. That's V I T A L A N T. And the cone is Saints Anne, S T S A N N E. Don't go away. We'll be uh, back with more on this right after the break. <music>
0: Stay with us, there's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
5: This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The birth of the church is described in the account of Pentecost from the book of Acts. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is the same Holy Spirit presence of God that was so thick it barred entrance to the tent of meeting in the desert and overwhelmed Solomon's priests at the inauguration of the first temple. This very same Spirit gave the prophets their message and empowered great miracles. This same Spirit of power breathes through the very fabric of our lives. What will you allow Him to do through you today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org.
6: I think Catholic Radio gives us an opportunity to be family as a church, number one. Um, To connect in places where distance is huge in our part of the country. And um, we are inundated with... uh, the influence of secular media in our world today. Um, I think that Catholic Radio pre- presents that worldview that is really necessary and um, I really uh, feel that as parents in particular, those of you who have younger children, are really uh, blessed to have this opportunity to have programming that in encourages young people to think outside the box that they're getting on all the other social media that they're exposed to. I think Catholic, Catholic media is a world of friends. It's um, not only just a friend uh, as you listen to the people that you know. We need to be strengthened in our voice as a church and as uh, faithful Catholics.
3: Hello, listeners. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, We are coming up on the last segment already of this morning's Real Presence Live. It always goes so fast, It goes goes really fast. Quickest two hours of my month every time. Uh, So we are joined... by John Clark uh, of the Saints Ann and Jochum Knights of Columbus and Katie Bartelson with Vitalant, uh, Vitalant. And they are talking about an upcoming blood drive that the Knights of Columbus are doing there in Fargo on February 15th. And John, when we were visiting uh, during the break, you were talking about the fact that uh, you still have slots open. And, and that's because some of your donors, and you can only give so often, and some of them already have. So talk a little bit about that of not only the strong history at st Anne and jokum but what you guys are were hoping to accomplish and needing to fill in the next couple of weeks here
2: yeah i'd be more than happy to talk about that over the years we've always made our commitment and um the thing that really drives us as a council is that we understand that the the blood that we're going to gather at this drive is already committed to area hospitals so we really need to make sure that we you know fill fill the need um, so we rely on a lot of the previous donors. The ones, those are the first people we call. And what I'm finding out as I talk to them is that the the demand is so high this year. I mean, it's high every year. It's probably high all the time. This year seems to be uh, even more urgent. And so they're really answering the call, which I really commend them. They're they're getting in there and donating ahead of time. But what that's doing is it's making them uneligible to donate at this drive. So, mm-hmm. you know, we need to we need to get. Um, uh, lapsed donors, but even more so, I think it's important to get new donors. I think that this is going to be the time that you're considering it. um This is the this is the time to do it. You know, you w- w- can't manufacture blood; you can't make it. So, if someone has to give it, so if there's a need and there's a slot, it needs to be filled. So, I would just really plead to those that are just leaning on the fence um, to really consider this year.
3: And John, you know, for for our listeners, we touched a little bit about it earlier, but why is why is this an initiative that a knights at columbus council would take on you know how does that tie into your mission what could you say to people about why this is something you guys have chosen to do year after year and and why it's important to be a part of
2: well we're a, we're a service organization and we really um, saw the fulfillment from the first drive on what it can do uh, and, and really uh, it's it's a way for the council to gather together and achieve together a goal and and support life and that's what uh, that's one of our main main missions
3: yeah really about you know that call is as, as catholic christians um to support life to be charitable to our brothers and sisters who are in need uh, and this is a very practical way that individuals can do that
1: Amen. Exactly, Katie. Uh, we want to loop you in here on this visit and talk a little bit, Katie, about that process of, of giving blood. We've got we've got a listener out there who's now really peaked, hasn't donated blood before. What do they need to do to make this to make this
4: work? The most important piece is to make sure that you're feeling well and healthy. We are going to take care of the rest of that for you. So, you know, maybe. Maybe it's been a few years since you've donated before. Maybe you've never donated blood ever. So this is a great opportunity. Um, The process is simple, and it's pretty quick. The blood draw itself typically lasts between five and eight minutes. But the whole process from the beginning of a health history questionnaire that we do one-on-one with one of our technicians and with our donors, we just ask you health-related questions, such as medications that you're taking, any travel that you've had in the last year. And then we determine if you are eligible to donate. Of course, we want to be sure that you're feeling well and healthy because the blood that you're giving is being transferred to a patient in need in the hospital. That part of the process is kind of takes the longest. Um, And then the blood draw itself, again, is only about five to eight minutes. When you're done donating, then you are um, sat at one of our refreshment tables for about 15 minutes to replenish and enjoy some goodies, and you're free to go about the rest of your day. Um, With one donation, we collect one pint of blood, which can actually impact up to three different local patients in need. So each unit of blood that we collect from one donor can be separated into different components, which means uh, red cells can be given to a trauma situation, your plasma could be given to a burn victim, for chance, and uh, your platelets could be given to someone who is battling cancer. Um, one thing I always share with potential first-time donors is that it's not just that patient that you're helping or that you're saving, but if you take a second to think of a hospital room and you're visiting a loved one or a friend. Um, who's in the hospital receiving a blood transfusion. Um, it's also impacting their family, their friends, their community. Uh, a lot of the towns that we go to, um, even here in Fargo and bigger cities too, it's, it can impact an entire community when someone's been in an accident or someone's battling cancer. So the ripple effect goes way beyond just that patient in need. And a lot of times it's, that's helpful to think about when you're sitting in the chair Um, Maybe you're afraid of that needle poke, but honestly, um, once you get past the iron test, when they test your iron and poke your finger, it's smooth sailing after that. So one thing also to educate both first-time donors, any donor, is to be sure that you have a good meal before you donate and to make sure that you're hydrated. A lot of times people um, associate uh, giving blood or blood testing with fasting, but we want to be sure that you've had a great, healthy meal before you come to see us.
1: Mm -hmm. One thing that's striking me as you and John are talking, Katie, and Amanda, I think you would echo this, is, okay, so you said, Katie, you, you labeled blood as a miracle medicine. John, you talked about the fact that we can't manufacture blood. Like, talk about, by design, God creating the human body with the capacity to, first of all, be able to donate blood and and for 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 you, Katie, in the process to take out all these different pieces of it, and have it benefit multiple people in multiple ways, and the human body can can restore that blood that was just taken from it. Like, like all of that is it's a, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. No, it nobody is, but God.
4: Is a nobody but God. Yeah, you know? right. It is a miracle in its sense. and that's one one statement that I share with. Most of our audiences is that we all have something to give that someone else cannot live without, and I truly feel that we have this process to be able to give, pay it forward, to be able to help someone in need. Um, we don't have to know that person, but you know what? There may be a time that we do, and you know, rolling up our sleeves, rolling up our sleeves, and helping that person in need, not knowing them, is such a wonderful feeling as well. And some of our testimonial stories just speak true to that. And and I'm sure in a congregation um, the size of yours, when you just start having those conversations and asking people, have, do you know of anyone who's received a blood transfusion? More than not, you will hear the answer yes. And you'll get to hear those stories and those, those life-saving measures that were there and happened because of volunteer blood donors.
3: Absolutely, just uh, you know, we don't know what God's going to do with that. No, you know, like you know, so if so, listeners, if you're hearing the promptings here, uh, if you're not a regular blood donor, or if it's been a while, and and whether you're in the Fargo area or not, certainly if you're in the Fargo area, uh, John. Uh, you know, would welcome you filling one of their slots at the St. Anagilcum Drive that's coming up on February 15th. But um, as, as Katie mentioned, uh, Vitalant is across the region, uh, across the area, and so you can go to their website, www.vitalant.org, and find um, events that are coming up in your area. Right, Katie. Like it doesn't even if you're not in the Fargo area and you want to donate, you can do this in your local area as well.
4: You sure can. You can search that that uh, website by your zip code. We are all across North Dakota. We are in Dickinson and neighboring communities as well. Again, if it's population one hundred or less or more, we want to bring our service to you to make it convenient.
3: Mm, Absolutely awesome. Well, John and Katie, we thank you for being with us this morning, listeners. Again. Knights of Columbus Blood Drive at St. Zanagioca in Fargo coming up on February 15th from 2.30 to 7 p.m. The code for that one is Saints, and S-T-S-A-N-N-E. But again, you can search by your zip code, your location, um, and um, sign up to participate. Uh, we're going to take a moment and go back uh, to the studio to hear a preview of things upcoming on Real Presence Radio.
5: Coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Jack Canelli and Ken Cottrell are your hosts, coming to you live from the Fargo studio. They'll be speaking with Dr. Ralph Martin about the new evangelization and the future of the church. And Bob Noel will be sharing the story of Blessed Stanley Rother, a missionary and martyr in Guatemala. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you.
1: Thanks, Rachel. Well, Sounds Kelly, good. it went so fast. It went really fast. This morning. Yeah, really wonderful set of guests. and
3: Yes, always just uh, good to hear of all the things that are going on in such a variety of area. We've had students this morning. We've talked about Mardi Gras. We've talked about Heart as Nails ministry, the event coming up next week in uh, Bismarck and now the blood drive going on in Fargo. And so, uh, dear listener, we hope that you were blessed as we were during Mm -hmm. uh, these these segments and these hours and that you will listen to whatever movements God's putting on your heart today to get involved in in your own little way and in your area uh, with these things or or other Mm -hmm. things. Um, Mm -hmm. And we We wish all of our listeners well and a a happy and holy Thursday on this feast of Saints Timothy and Titus uh, who uh, minister to the Gentiles with St. Paul. Um, May you also be filled with grace and blessing and warmth as we head into some uh, (laughs) weather here uh, in our area of wind and cold um, and just being warmed by God's love.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Have a good day, listeners. Have a great day, listeners. Saints Timothy and Titus, pray for us all today. Amen. Amen.
0: This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central.